recording on the podcast machine. And now we're going live. Sweet. In three, two, one. You're live. Welcome to the Tessa Van Wade Show. We are back. And I'm very tired. It's the end of Thursday, and You're I feel like it's been tired. What? Are you? <laughs> I'm always tired. <laughs> You're the one that took a nap right before we came here. I did. And I maybe... literally was sitting there watching TV while he was he was snoring. And then as yeah. we get on the podcast, I say I'm tired. And he looks at me and he goes, "You're always tired." Does that seem a little weird? I mean, <laughs> to I did anybody take a nap else knowing that I was pretty tired. And uh, I don't know. I just, I'm, I listen to my body now. When my body says, take a nap, I take a nap. It well, feels good. I think it's funny that you stopped me mid-sentence because what I was going to say is I'm tired from the week. It doesn't have to necessarily be physical. It is oh, like, I got you. there's a lot of yeah. stuff that have hap- has happened. I guess I should have listened. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our lives, gentlemen <laughs> and ladies. Um... Yeah, no, but this AC feels darn good. And yeah. I um, I was thinking about it like we're still using and needing AC in Hawaii. And like one of our ACs went out for the gym. And so I had to pay for a new AC in one of the spaces. But um, I was thinking about it and I'm like, a lot of people are heading into uh, fall and winter. Yeah, I think the Midwest just got a bunch of snow. That is gnarly. Yeah, when I mean, you're sitting in 75 degree, 80 degree weather. Next week is Thanksgiving. That is crazy. Yeah. Uh, the holidays are upon us. The holidays. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Is it? It's very exciting. It is very exciting. I love Christmas. I happen to marry, I think, one of the only men in the world that like gets super excited over Christmas. I turn on Christmas music in my car as I drive to, to work. And uh, it, it's like, I don't know. I feel like. Tell me. I want to know the exact feeling, Ben. I want you to describe it to the best of your ability. I want it to be like a, a, a super duper description. I don't know if I can do that. But um, I think that Christmas time brings me the only joy throughout the year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about Christmas. I, oh, that is bad I've, news for the rest of us. I've tried to figure out what it is about, because I love everything Christmas. Yeah. Like I said, I listen to like, I listen to Frosty the Snowman on my way to work in the morning and on the way home. It's, it, it's something that like throughout the year, I can't stand that type of music, but something about Christmas time makes me be like, I want to, I want to listen to Christmas music and it's like jazzy, you know, sometimes big band style music, like yeah. Sinatra yes. and, and all those. And yeah, Crosby. we all know what it is. Yeah. Um, so I've tried to pinpoint what it is that makes me love Christmas so much and the holidays. And I don't really know what it is, but I've always, even as a little kid, I just loved the, all the awe of Christmas. Like I think that people who have listened to the podcast, by the way, I know that we always say like nobody ever listens, but by the way, I have been getting contacted quite a bit from people who are listening. So just an FYI for are those people who are listening. Or? No, I'm not saying anything about you. But what I was going to say is for those people who have been listening, I think they, 
I think they get a full understanding of you. So hopefully this will be su- as surprising to them as it is to me that we, like the other day, Georgia goes, when you weren't there, Georgia, our youngest, uh, who's 15, looks at me and goes, hey, mom, so why do, because she was talking about you had mentioned to them before school or something like that, that you wanted them to clean the house because the next day you wanted to put all the Christmas decorations up and you wanted to be as Christmassy as you can get it. And you yeah. were like super excited about it. Yeah, for sure. But she was like, the way I can describe you though, that doesn't make sense to this. And, and I'll go into, cause my dad also had things like this, but it doesn't really make a ton of sense. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm going to turn the AC down a little bit. It's a little loud. What? I'm still listening though. I'll be right back. Oh. Keep going. Don't let it distract you. No, it is distracting and I feel weird. I feel like you're not, cause I'm ultimately, I think talking to you. (laughs) as well as everybody else but anyway um hopefully hopefully everybody's been you know caught on to the fact that you're you know you you don't like a lot of things what do you mean i don't like a lot of things you're just a little bit opinionated about a lot of things and so you know you can you can have on that side but what's weird is you like have this kind of obsession with christmas and i like it I, yeah, I love Christmas. I, I don't, like, I want to fully immerse myself every moment that I can during the holidays. I know. Like, as soon as I get home, I want Christmas movies to be playing. I want to drink a peppermint cappuccino if I make coffee. Yeah. Um, well, Georgia goes, <laughs> Georgia goes, Mom, why is it that we, like, why is it that, dad has certain things that you wouldn't expect that he gets super excited about. And then why is it that he has so many things that you're like hoping to tell him that he'll be excited about and you get like, kind of like crickets. (laughs) That's because I have issues. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I think I've said it before that I've learned in the years that we've been married to, um, I've learned that I, if I'm going to say something that I want you to be super excited about, um, I think I could say anything to you right now and you would not recognize I'm what I'm so saying. I'm so frustrated with this because I can't figure this stupid Why? Thing. It's blowing a hundred miles an hour right now. What are you trying to do? Take the fan I'm just, down? I'm trying to turn it down so that it's not like blowing so loudly. I Anyway, what I was saying was that Georgia has decided that you you pick and choose what you're excited about. And I have learned over the years that with, with you, if I want you to be super excited about something, I preface our conversation and say, okay, Ben, because remember we had this whole thing where I was like, I need you to do cartwheels. Like this is how the, and I don't mean literal cartwheels. I just mean like in your behavior, I need you to be super stoked yeah, about what I'm talking about. You can tell me that, but it's going to be fake, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to show you. But that's what I'm saying. Like none of us can figure out what makes you super excited know. and what makes you not excited. And what's funny is Christmas makes you super excited. It, it makes me so excited. I think it's because I know I'm going to get time off 
No, because even as a kid, no, you know, you like all know. the things. You know what? It's the most wonderful time. You of the like year. the feeling, like you come in and you're like, it. It's hot in Hawaii, and you come in with your cappuccino, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, I have hmm. to pretend <laughs> it's cold. Um, but yeah. I, it's funny because my dad was always very, you know, my dad was a very, I don't know, like kind of. You didn't get a lot of emotion from my dad. It was he was very, a bit of a Spock. He was guy. kind of yeah, yeah, like he would totally have gotten along with Spock. But I remember growing up as a kid, the dude loved Disneyland. Yeah, I mean, like we, we all have love Disneyland, and so you know, I I just I'm confused. It's like would it? I don't know. It's hard to understand. I think for me, it just takes me. It just brings a little bit of that childhood fantasy back into our adult reality and there's an innocence to it. There's it's, it gives you hope. It's pretty. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just bummed when people don't want to listen to Christmas music at work. Cause I would blast it all day. Do they not want to do Christmas music at work? No, absolutely not. Okay. So the other day I saw this, I know I, I talked too much about TikToks, but the other day oh I saw this gosh. TikTok where this girl was like in her house and she goes, you guys, I don't usually make TikToks, but I need to make this one. She goes, there's a, t a house right next door that's getting worked on. It's going to be a total remodel or it was like a total build. And she was, she was saying how the entire crew is blasting the little mermaid. And so she went out to get video of it <laughs> and all the dudes are singing the little mermaid and it's, it's the actual songs. Like yeah, they're like listening the to the soundtrack. That's interesting. So tomorrow, yeah, turn on the Little Mermaid. No, it's Christmas time. It's a hundred percent Christmas music. So you can't even like do a little trick to kind of see if like the do the guys will will listen I'll, to I'll do that, the Little Mermaid. I'll do that with Christmas music. It's the same thing. It's and, not and more the fitting. same thing. The, no, I'll play like Santa Baby. Something like. It's not the same. No, anyway. It's not the same. It's 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 Little Mermaid versus Christmas music. Very, very different. So um, speaking of work. Um, okay. I uh, Let's speak of it. I was talking to this guy the other day. This, this is going into, this is leading into what we're talking about tonight. Okay. So I was having a conversation with, we have this, this young guy who is, he's 21. He's going to get married. He's going to get engaged. Okay. So he came up to me. He knows I got married around his age. And um, he was asking me about, he has, he has the Oh, ring. so he was specifically asking you because he knew you got married young. I, I don't know. But he knows I'm happily married. Let's okay. put it that way. Okay. Because um, we have some guys that are not happily married on the crew. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, he's, he asked me about the ring. because He has a ring. He's going to get it set. And he's talking about the timing. And he wants to do it before Christmas so that they can make the announcement when they go back east for, the, for their family trip. For Christmas. So we're just kind of talking about it. I remember those times. And uh, this other guy walks up who's not married. He's young too. But uh, he's, you know, we'll, we'll get into why. But he's he goes, uh, don't do it. Don't do it. You know? Just like full on like. He's saying don't do it. Was he serious or was he kind of kidding? I think he was serious. I think okay. he was serious. Okay. Um, and, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't want to get married and that's fine. Um, but I just, what I thought was interesting is after he left and the guy's a really nice guy. He was, he's just being funny. The guy who said, don't do it. Was yeah. a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so 
So afterwards he left and I was like, okay, so I remember when I was your age and I had people tell me that, like, don't do it. Tell you did not. Yeah. Like don't get married. Yeah. But I told him what was interesting is everybody who knew us really well were like, you guys should get married. Um, yeah, you know? I always tell the story that your mom, when I was like 19, I, we were visiting her house and she looked at me and, and, um, I didn't think twice about it then, but she looks at me and she's like, she's like, okay, so when are you guys getting married? And we were, I, we were like 18, 19 at the time. We were 19. Yeah. That's really, young. I think we're, I think we were 19, maybe 18. Cause it was possibly the first summer that we went and visited. So we could have been 18, but I could not believe that, yeah, at like 18, 19, that's, that's what I'm being told. I, yeah. I, I didn't care then, but I look back on it now, especially having a 17-year-old, and I think about telling her in two years, like, hey, when are you guys, or asking her, when are you guys getting married? Yeah, but I, I think for us, it was kind of, a, and that kind of proves my point in that, like, the people that knew us knew that we were, like, we were ready for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think we've proven that we were, you know, I would definitely not, <laughs> yes. I'm having technical issues. issues you here. are. <laughs> um, I would definitely not recommend it for everybody at that age. Really? Yeah. I, okay. I definitely wouldn't. Cause okay. it depends on the people anyway. So we got to talking about it and I, and he's like, of course he brushed the guy off, but I was like, look, um, I was told that also yeah. I went through with it. And it's been 22 years mm-hmm. and I'm happily married. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with my wife. I have a great life. Um, and I was like, isn't it interesting that the people who seem to be the most miserable and make all the wrong choices want to give you advice? They want to you give know, you advice, but if, they also like this guy is probably coming from a perspective of like, it did not work out for him. Well, he this is, is a not guy who super got, stoked. He got his girlfriend pregnant. Yeah. And like, they didn't get married, but now he's like, you know, he's kind of stuck with her, even though they don't, they they barely knew each other. Yeah. When they got, when they had a kid together. Oh, that's really hard. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, do you want to, do you want to hear advice from a guy who, is in a loveless relationship because. Oh, so you're kind of getting more into like the thing, the kind of topic of today is a little bit more about like, um, like it's not just about the marriage thing. It's about who are you getting your advice from? Yes, exactly. Okay. So, so it's just funny because here I am saying, okay, like, you're in the middle of making a, a life decision right now. And I'm like, you have a, a 42 year old man who's been married for 22 years and you have a 25 year old guy who is miserable. Yeah. I'm like, who are you going to listen to? <laughs> the guy who, <laughs> and there's other things about this guy <laughs> that like, yeah. he can't legally drive because he got like three DUIs. Yeah. Uh, he's just a mess. Yeah. You know? And uh, it's like, I just find it interesting that somebody whose life is in total chaos is like giving advice as if everyone's life is well, in total chaos. I know I've told you this story. Or I mean, I know I've said this story 
in the podcast before, but about my dad who didn't normally give advice. And like, it was a very unusual thing for him to give advice. But when you and I started dating, he took me out and my parents were going through an an awful divorce at the time. Like they wouldn't even talk to each other. There was other things going and going on that was horrible. And we're sitting in his truck in his garage and he looks at me and he's like, He's like, you know, I just want to, I just want to say, just want to give you a little bit of advice that, you know, um, don't let the first guy that you start dating be the one that you stick around with. That's exactly what you did. It is exactly what I did. But what I said to him was I said, dad, no offense, but I don't know if I can take advice right now from somebody who's going through such a nasty divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a tough one because your parents, they did, they were married for 25 years too. Your parents are obviously the ones that give you the most advice throughout your life. But, uh, you, as you grow up, you, you come to realize that your parents are not, they're fallible. Yeah. They're, they're totally fallible, right? They're human. They make bad choices. Yeah. They make bad decisions. And, um, and not everybody's life is the same. I would say that I would, I, I would say that I don't ever look back on getting married young. I don't either, but I don't think it's for everybody. Of course, but nothing is for everybody. I think well, that's what we make clear in this podcast. Like nothing is yeah. for everybody. So it really is about intuitive living. You know, they always talk about intuitive, um, intuitive eating. That's a kind, that's kind of a thing. That. Really? No, never heard that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of a thing, but anyway, it, it's like the when same. I got home, I was like, I feel like eating a block of smoked Gouda <laughs> and that seemed intuitive to me and I did it. Because I was starving <laughs> and it was so good. <laughs> you are so stop. into that smoked Gouda oh right my now. Gosh. If you guys have a chance to go to Costco and get the, the wedge of smoked Gouda, it is amazing. <laughs> just just do it and eat it. It doesn't matter Don't how do bad it. it is for Don't you. Don't do it. it. Don't do it because then you come home and all you want is a block of smoked Gouda. If you can't live your life and enjoy cheese... To me, it kind of tastes, it kind of has the same feeling as like cheese whiz. No, that's the Gouda. It's just really smooth. I know. It's it's high quality cheese. Totally. And it's delicious. Anyway, so um, (laughs) what I told this guy, because one thing that, that I've been working on recently is not giving unwanted advice from people. Okay. You know, people always... Do you tend to give advice a lot? I tend to share my opinion a lot. Yes. Yes, you do. So I'll just throw my opinion out there. And I realize that maybe these people don't want my opinion. Yeah. I sometimes don't. So usually I preface things. If I'm ever going to give my opinion or advice, I would say for me, or uh, you don't have to take this advice if you don't want it. And you can stop me whenever you want. But, and I told him all the stuff. Like. Like what stuff? Like we got married and it's not like it, like it, it's, it's a daily choice to love and care for the person you're with. So it's not like, I don't know. I just told him that you have to work on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Cause I don't want people to think that it's just easy. Yeah. But I feel like it's been easy. Is that wrong of me? Like, I know that we have arguments, but what relationship do you, doesn't have arguments? I think, I think any relationship uh, I don't know. can be difficult because there's so many dynamics in it. Yeah. 
So anyway, my point is that um, I always try to only give advice like if people want it. Yeah. You know, because totally. I don't, I don't claim to know everything. And I don't, I also don't want to be blamed if his marriage fails. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. You can start giving you advice. You said it was going to work. <laughs> no, it is up to people when they make that decision. It is all up to you to make it work. And I, I get what you're saying. It's not, I, what I mean by easy is that I've always loved you and I, and I feel like I love you. Like, I get excited when I see you still to this day. Like you come home, I hear your truck pull in and I'm like, oh, he's here. And oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just think that's funny. So in other words, he does not do that for me. <laughs> no, I mean, I think our threshold is different. Like threshold. What does that mean? You'll text me. I leave at 6.15 in the morning to go to work. You'll text me at 7.15. I miss you. No, I I have done that once when I was having a bad day. Do not throw that no. out like I do that all the time. Okay, maybe, it is not some Maybe weird, not an hour. Like, but you do text me and be like, I miss you and stuff like that. And, and I just, like we just saw each other. <laughs> I don't miss you yet. <laughs> it takes me a couple days to miss somebody. We can make that happen really quick. We can absolutely make that happen really I quick. I call your bluff on that because you miss me after an hour. Oh, you call my bluff on it. That's totally fine. I will I will show you. I'm going to uh, California next week. Okay. We'll see about that. <laughs> see, I don't like this smug thing you no, do. I'm not like being... you are like totally like cool without your woman and That's you're like super your... set nope. without nope. like yeah, nope. I'm good. I'm said. good. Yeah. Not what I said. Mm, no, but your attitude is kind of like What that. I said was our threshold is different. Like I need that doesn't make I any need sense you to me. just as much as you need me. That's uh, not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like I just I don't miss anything after a couple hours. You know, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm a totally different person, but I also like text people constantly. Like I'm constantly texting people to keep up to date with them. Yeah. I, um, I, people I don't. who I, we don't even live by, like I am constantly like if any, I, I, I know I've said it before. Like if there's all, if there's somebody that comes up in my mind that I haven't seen for years, I will take that as a hint that I'm supposed to reconnect with them. And so I oftentimes text them and say, Hey, I'm just thinking about you. I hope you're doing well and you know, whatever. I am completely, I, there's no doubt about it. I am 100% relational, like, or maybe 90% relational. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 I also just have a lot of feelings towards people. Like I, yeah, I, I do, I get excited when I see certain clients. I get excited when I see the other trainers. Um, <laughs> uh, I was training somebody the other day and, and I totally forgot tea and I wasn't, I was, my mom walked in to bring me some tea from Starbucks and I was like, mom. And the, when she left, my, my client goes, I, you see your mom like every day, right? Live, doesn't she live downstairs? 
By the way, I don't see my mom every day, but she does live downstairs. And it wasn't necessarily that I was super stoked to see my mom. You it just was, wanted the I tea. just wanted the Come tea. Come on. But no, but when I, when I see somebody in a place that is unexpected, I have a big reaction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not like that. I, no, like for you're instance, not like that. But that's what that's what Georgia was saying. That's what we're getting back to with the Christmas. Georgia was saying, I don't know what's going to make dad react big because nothing makes it. But you know what? Your mom's kind of like that. Your yeah. mom has a very like. I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to go to you guys if I want to like get you to uh, uh, like say, Oh my God. Amazing. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to yeah, go to not, you to do you're that. You're not going to get that kind of reaction. Now, if you want some advice, we'll give it to you. <laughs> totally. Even if you don't want it. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, nope. I get that already. I don't need to come to you to ask for advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that it's interesting because I think what the, what you're talking about with the story that you're telling is I do remember a lot of people telling me at that age, like, don't get married. I remember a lot of and people telling me that. And don't you feel like it was the people that typically We're struggling? Don't, don't make the right choices in life? Totally. I mean, not to say that, I'm not saying not getting married is not the right choice. I hope that comes across. Yeah. Oh, sense? totally. What I, I'm absolutely. saying is like, and it doesn't just go with marriage. It's like, I find it You're more talking about the person. I find it interesting that people whose lives are in shambles would even attempt to give you any advice on life and relationship. I think the same thing holds true for the fact that even people who are who their lives are not in shambles, not everybody is qualified to give opinions about everything. Yeah. I so, mean, for example, I'm not going to give a, I'm not qualified to give my opinion about anything boy related. Boy related. <laughs> I guess <laughs> okay. I'm not qualified to give, um, I'm not qualified to give an opinion about, I don't know, teaching a classroom. Yeah. Okay. Why? So, okay. So here's, wait, here's, hold on, babe. Right. You, you give those responses. Like what I'm saying is absolutely like, okay. No, I'm whatever. not. I was listening and you gave us, you gave an example. I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds oh. about right. Oh, okay. So what I was going to ask you is what, so like, who do you take advice from? You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's not good. Um, I take advice from everybody. I'm very not judgmental about who's giving me advice. I listen to almost everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I'll listen to people's stories yeah. and their their thoughts and feelings, and I'll decide whether it's worthy or not of my effort. But we're in a society where people are giving advice or giving opinions all the time. We are way too opinionated of a culture. We are we are also very sensitive as a culture. Um, yeah. So, I mean, people are constantly trying to give opinions right now. It's, it's social media is opinionation world. I mean, that is, it has opened the doors for everybody to give their opinion about everything. Yeah. That's why I stay off of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to think of the type of people I take advice from, you know, and uh, clearly it's people for me. I, I think it's people that obviously that I, that I look up to and respect. Yeah. And I think that's why it's hard when... 
somebody who you look up to and respect, you find out has like a secret life or something that they were hiding um, or some kind of major failure. um, And it causes you to be like, it kind of causes you to question reality. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, you didn't have enough time with your parents together to have that experience I think so much with your parents. By the time you reached yeah. teenagehood, you you were already used to knowing that your parents were, you know, they separated when you were six. You ha- went through that whole different, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, it's kind of that feeling as like I'm a teenager. I'm I'm 17 when my parents separate, and so I think I had to deal with that. I think you had to deal with it as a six-year-old. I had to deal with it as a 17-year-old. And I think we're going to deal deal with it differently. That we're watching people who kind of gave us our position in life. And now we're having to look at it and go, okay, crap. You guys, like, kind of what I said to my dad. Like, I don't know that I can take advice from you about marriage at this moment, you know? Yeah, I think... And that's the tough thing. It's it's not that just because somebody makes a mistake in their life doesn't take away from their ability to give you rational advice. Yeah. Right. So in fact, so I, I sometimes they make it more. Yeah. They, so yeah. I think that in that case, your dad probably had good advice there, generally speaking. Uh, but it was coming. If from, I took his advice, I wouldn't be with you right now. No, because I feel that way. I feel like I, if, you know, we have a daughter who's 17 and if she found some guy and he didn't really know me yet. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew him very well yet. Um, I think I would tell my daughter the same thing. Like, hey, you know, not necessarily go play the field, but, you know. That's get, basically what my dad was telling me. Like date multiple people before you settle well, down. Have like you know, yeah, date a little bit and figure out what it is that you want. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I feel like that's sound advice. But my point is it's coming from somebody who at the time, at the moment, was going through a nasty relationship right. situation. Right. So it kind of devalues the advice a little bit. It's interesting, though, because... You and I talked about... Um, we were listening... We listened to the Shia... The Shia LaBeouf uh, podcast with, podcast with yeah. John Bernthal. Sure. And, I don't know his name. Um, well, I said his name. That's his name. Oh. John Bernthal. And the guy from The Walking Dead. The, the guy from The Walking yeah. Dead. The guy from a lot of different things. He's an American gigolo right now. Um, and it was interesting because we were listening to that. And one of the things that kind of drove you crazy. <laughs> Besides the fact of other things in that in that podcast, but you did say it was a good a good podcast, and I did listen to it as well. Um, <clears throat> one thing that I thought was interesting was at one point the only thing that really kind of bothered you was that Shia was saying, um, you know, these guys who haven't gone through a lot in life and everything, they you know they, they can't. They can't give you advice. They can't, you need to find somebody who's gone through the fire and gone through rather than, and you and I had this conversation about, well, wait a minute. Sometimes there are just good people or sometimes there are just people that are really like you look at their life and they've made really good choices. It doesn't mean yeah, that maybe they've they made, just made bad the right choices. Yeah. It doesn't mean <laughs> that they've made, they haven't made bad choices. It just means that they've done 
they've they've stayed true to their integrity. They've stayed true with, you know, all of the things and they've done a lot of they've made a lot of good choices to kind of lead them in life. And and I have, you know, I can think of a lot of different people right now that I would go to for sound advice. Um, I have a guy, you know, I have a client that I would definitely go to for business advice. Um, I have a lot of women in my life that I would go to for personal advice. Um, And it's because, I mean, sure, they've gone through fires, but man, they've really lived a really solid life. So that's where you and I kind of, that's where you were kind of struggling with that, that kind of concept with that specific podcast. That's kind of the opposite of what I'm saying, right? Like he's saying that the... He's saying people, that the guy that was telling who have him have screwed up yes. have a more valuable opinion right. and advice because they've been through it. And there's there's probably some truth to that. I think there's truth to it once they've gotten out of it, but then there's also there's also that thing where a lot of times they you know, not to be um there are definitely people who come out of whatever it is that they're going through, they go through the fire, they come out the other side and they never go back and they become these amazing people. But then there's also the true tale of the people who come out of it for a few years and then all of a sudden it's like they're back into it. And then they come out of it for a few years and then all of a sudden it's back, they're back into it. And I don't know, like it just feels, you gotta be, I think that it's, you gotta be conscious of how quickly you start talking to people when they're coming out of it. Like there's a big, there's a big moment right after you get out of something really heavy where you're like, I know it and I'm great. And I let me tell the world, you know, Yeah. but like, sure. As soon as that starts waning. Yeah. Give it 10 years, give it 10 years. And where are you? Like, hopefully you can still continue to make those, you know, help people with those big opinions, but yeah. Yeah, so I think I think that um, there's obviously some universal truth just to life that's obviously infallible as far as like what you should and shouldn't do. But um, I don't know. For me, I think that because because I didn't have I, I don't know I don't know how to explain this that well, but I hardly ever ask for advice. Like <laughs> I know I don't. I don't call my, I never call my parents for life advice. I don't ever, think you ever, ever did. Like I talk to my parents and just, we, we just catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call either one of my parents and be like, I just really need your help. Like deciding something mm-hmm. for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, that's probably because I learned at a young age that I, that I need to take care of myself. So or, is there anybody that you go to? I have like control issues. Yeah. Myself. Because I would say that I ask people for because advice all the time. It's not that I don't trust my parents' advice. I just don't even think to ask. You know? You do have a thing about that. You yeah. do have a thing about that. You you have a thing about not asking for help and not asking for advice. And But man, I'd love to give it. I know that's the <laughs> confusing part. That's the, that's the hypocrisy a little bit. It's well, because like, if I, if I ask it. for help, I'm broadcasting to the world that I'm not okay. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, if we're really being honest, well, on a kind of funnier note of 
of kind of this whole concept. Did that just get too serious and dark for you? <laughs> Did I take it there? Me? <laughs> You're like, whoa. No. <laughs> On a lighter note. Um, no. Well, I did I thought you were done. You kind of you kind of halted and then it was like I just I was waiting for you to respond. Like see what she does. I'm with not this. sure how to respond to that <laughs> because I don't know. I know you like you're, it's not like you're going to work on it. No. But you're going to continue to do the non committal of like, I mean, you're going to give opinions and you're not going to want opinions back. I don't know. I, I have been actively working this year on like saying like, I don't know how to do this. Can you please show me how? See, that thing I don't, I feel like I, I feel like I live on the, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, because you don't believe you know how to do everything. When you believe in your soul that you know how to do everything, then it's really hard to ask for advice. Oh, see. No, 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 let me change that. Because I'm confused. It's not that I know how to do everything. I want the perception that I know how to do everything. Yeah, because, okay, wait. <laughs> so let's go into that a little bit because I'm actually the person that you and I have talked about this. I have an easier time leaping into new ideas and new dreams and actually going after them because I do believe that I could do anything. That is, I 100% believe that, you know... Um, Oprah talked about it one time about being the, like if she was meant to be a shoe salesman, she knew that she would be the best shoe salesman there is because she would simply create conversation with people and be, be able to sell those shoes. When she was saying this, I was like, yes, I 100% get that. I, I believe that anything I put my mind to, I'm, I, I, to the core feel as though I could do it. On the day-to-day basis and on the daily things, I have there. I have a bunch of trainers that work here, and yeah, okay. So I created, I created it. But no, my favorite thing about this place is that I can go to them and be like, "Hey, what do you guys think about this?" Like, what you know, like I'm actively looking for opinions, and I'm actively looking for input on what they feel and what they think. Yours is literally the opposite. You feel as though you, like I, I say, you should go do this. And you're like, I could never do that. Yeah. On almost everything. Yeah. And yet I, I believe you are Superman. No, and I don't know. I think I can do everything, but I don't want to. <laughs> well, that's a whole different subject. Yeah, I can do anything that's not scary. But everything is scary to you, babe. Exactly. <laughs> I weigh my risks. And I weigh them strongly yeah. in my favor. So if I know, <laughs> if, if we're going to like go into a new venture, instead of thinking of the possibilities and the successes, I immediately decide this is going to fail and it's just a matter of when. You're the risk management guy for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I, I definitely manage risk and I manage it to an extreme so that I always win. And we've talked about this. And the irony is I never win. Right. Because I never take a risk. But I'm just saying like, you know, it, it is interesting because you, you want to take advice from people who have been there, done that, who understand what it's like to, 
you know, I'm obviously, if I'm going to get married next week and I am nervous about it, I'm going to talk to the person who has a very solid relationship for 25 years, as opposed to the person who's going through a divorce at that very moment. And I think that's, that's where like, and by the way, that's not to say that people are going through divorce. You don't have to, they're not going to help. You don't have to, um, yes, I do. I want to, um, what I was going to say is I think that's where Shia LaBeouf was coming from when he was talking about like he wants to get advice from people because he's specifically talking about addiction. Right. I can't. No. I can't give advice about addiction because I've never been down Correct. that road. Yeah. What I can do is give advice on how not to get into drugs in the first place. Right. Because I've done that. I've managed to go my whole life without using drugs. Right. And my life is great because I'm not using drugs. Yeah. Right? No, I get uh, it. I haven't, I don't have to have all of these stories about abuse and mm-hmm. going crazy and crashing my car and going to jail because I never tried drugs. Mm-hmm. But if you did that and you went down that path, you might want to talk to somebody who's done it and gotten and come out. out of it. So I think that's what he was made. I what agree. He was meaning. I so agree. back to, back to my experience with this young man, um, I asked him, do you want to take advice from somebody who's happily married or do you want to take advice from somebody who's unhappily married? Not that their opinion doesn't matter because yeah. I think it is important to hear the other side and be like, who knows? Who knows? Maybe his relationship is like the other guys and he's yeah. just kind of blindly in love. Mm-hmm. Or he's being pressured into getting married. I don't know. But um, And there are marriages that don't work sure. and they get married at um, 19 yeah. or 18. 50% of marriages don't work. Well, is it still that? I'm sure. I feel like so many people are staying married now. I don't feel like divorce is as rampant as it used to be. Because not everybody's getting married. Oh, that's true. In our day, it was like, you need to get married and have a family. Now, it's just like, you can just have a family. Yeah. With your person. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to get married. So, I think that there's less pressure to actually go to that step. Yeah. Um, and maybe that has something to do with it, but that's just us talking. We haven't looked up anything, any information on that whatsoever. (laughs) That's okay. But that's my opinion about it. (laughs) Well, that is what this is, right? We're just sharing opinions. Like, I don't know if I was going to talk about something like medically, I would probably go into a little bit more like research on it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting because I do think you're right. I think that, I think the biggest question is, I think that like if the guy, if the guy that's giving advice on, on, you know, not getting married, if he was really good at cars and you were like, yeah, give me, give me advice on my car. That's definitely doable. Or he's a painter. So maybe just stick to giving me advice on how to paint. (laughs) You know? So in other words, we're saying, do just, you know what I, you know, I know how to say it. We're saying that it's probably easier in life to stick with your lane. Yeah, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah. You're going to make fun of me because I said stick with your lane? No, I just I oh, just okay. said what it is. <laughs> what? I didn't do anything. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that that's that's a good advice for now because I think that too many people give opinions right now. I think opinions are just running too rampant. I think everybody's always giving opinions. It's just easier to broadcast them. So, we're just giving advice on who to take your opinion. I mean, look from. at us. We're doing a one hour show on giving advice. Eh, we're doing a one hour show on whatever we darn well please. That's what we're doing. So it's fun. Yeah. 
We're connecting as a, as a husband and wife, babe. I know. Yeah. I feel I feel it. <laughs> you feel what? I feel the connection. No, you don't. Yes, I do. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, everybody. I think we've made our our stance today. I think we've hit the end of the road today. <laughs> uh yeah so if you guys want to check back we will be here next week and uh i hope you guys have a great week and i hope our week gets even better it um, will because it's friday tomorrow yes friday it's, it's about to Aloha get real good friday is tomorrow everybody yep it's yeah. gonna be great oh my gosh the best thing about friday is like i get done with work and i just go Oh, and then you come home and you're like, it's just the countdown till Monday. <laughs> the advice that keeps on giving. Yeah. Let me tell you, folks. No, I try to get every moment out of the weekend and especially during Christmas time. His big thing is he says, this is the longest time that we have before Monday hits. Yeah, Friday at I'm like keep getting four reminded. is the best time of the week. Like you have to just absorb every moment of Friday night. <gasps> Totally get it. And uh, especially during Christmas time, because there's only so many weekends before Christmas is over. I'm telling you, he's so obsessed with Christmas. You got to watch all the Christmas movies you can. You got to decorate. You got to make cookies. You and the very, the, stuff. the very first Christmas show that or Christmas movie that we watched is what, Ben? Every year, it's Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And the vacation. second one is always Home Alone. What's our third? That varies, I think. I think that we often do Scrooge. It varies. It does vary. Yeah, but always first Christmas vacation, second Home Alone. Never fails. <laughs> and it's great. I can't it wait. Great. I can't wait to put them on on Saturday morning. <laughs> we will watch those movies probably 10 times. Yeah, we did a list last time. Yeah. And we just kept do marking, marking the movies off of the list. I think Die Hard got the most. Yeah, well, and it's not like we're sitting there watching them the whole time. No. Right? We just kind of have them on. Yeah. We, we do do other stuff <laughs> besides watch Christmas sort of. movies all Christmas time. Yeah. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. Mer no, it's not Merry <laughs> Christmas. It, it's Thanksgiving next week. I know, but it is Christmas Dude, is upon people us. are going to be so pissed. Those people care. that walk into Costco and walk into like you Lowe's and they're like, what's the Christmas stuff doing out? People who want to celebrate Christmas early aren't hurting anybody. But that's what I'm saying about opinions. They're just trying opinions. to bring holiday cheer and joy to your miserable, pathetic lives. So just listen. That's what I'm saying about opinions. It's like, why does everybody have to have an opinion about everything? Oh, this guy's <laughs> happy and wants to like enjoy his music and say <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to people. Yeah. What a... What a jerk. <laughs> Is that your impression of the of the opinionated people? Those, that's my impression of all the Scrooges out there. I mean, I have my rules. Yeah, well. No Christmas before Halloween. You're also but. very opinionated, so you just did an impression of yourself half <laughs> the time. All right, and with that, we will leave you. Uh, we will see you guys again next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. See ya.